Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Twizzlers. Long day, late night, feeling a little bored. Twizzlers is the ultimate sidekick for any moment of the day, no matter what kind of day you're having. The perfect level of sweet and a fun excuse to sit back and relax. Unwind with Twizzlers. To buy now, visit hersheyland.com slash Twizzlers. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome to Have a Nice Christmas, a special festive podcast from BBC Good Food, hosted by me, Miriam Nice, and ably assisted by Nadia Ziafat. Hello. Yes, that's right. And each episode, we're going to discuss and debate some of the classic Christmas staple recipes. And here's the best bit. Two members of the food team will have to present to me their favourite recipes and why it's the nicest thing to serve this year. I get to choose the winner and my decision is final. We recorded this at home, so the sound quality might not be the same as we'd expect if we'd done it in the studio. Today we have Group Magazine's editor Keith Kendrick and Deputy Food Editor Esther Clark. Hi guys. Hello. Hi Nadia. Hi Esther. Hi. So Keith, what does Boxing Day look like for you? Um, Boxing Day is invariably uh, a lot of cheese has been left over because I buy too much cheese in. In fact, I've got two boxes coming in a uh, in a couple of weeks, so we're going to be overflowing with cheese. So that's a lot of stuff to get through. And the best thing about our house is I'm the only one who really likes cheese, so I can oh really gosh. kind of <laughs> concentrate on myself. Uh, I've got super prepped on uh, ham. We have a big uh, sirloin roast of beef on the big day so there's plenty of leftovers there um, and i bake my own sourdough so there's going to be lots of opportunities for for the ultimate boxing day sandwich with all the pigs and blankets and all the kind of the extra sprouts in the sandwich that's probably a little bit controversial but let's discuss so for me it's about kind of getting over christmas day and that's a big big cooking day for me and i absolutely love it having a bit of a relax and just picking at everything and then having a sandwich kind of in the late afternoon, almost missing breakfast because we're so full from the previous day. Yeah. Do you do most of the cooking in your house then, Keith? 
Uh, I do all of the cooking and I do so much prep. I mean, I've already got my stock um, made for the for the ultimate Christmas gravy. I went to my local butchers. I bought a big bag of uh, beef bones, which still had the marrow in. So I roasted those, poured the marrow off, and then roasted the bones with carrots and celery and some rosemary and some onions and some garlic, topped it up with water and just left it on the hob for, it was about six hours. Kept topping it up, skimming off the... Uh, off the fat from the top, a bit of scum that forms off the top. And then, uh, you know, draining that through uh, through a sieve, through a colander, and then I've frozen it. So I've got it in tubs ready to kind of, you know, revive it on the big day. But I've saved that bone marrow because on the day itself, I'm going to heat that bone marrow up and then I'm going to whisk it into the to the gravy to finish it off. So it's going to be Sounds a like- delight. It sounds like you've got it all, all planned out. I think that's the main thing with Christmas, isn't it? It's all about the prep, otherwise... The big day is just so full of panic and, you know, you, nothing's ready and you end up cooking for the whole day. But, yeah, that's that's a good idea. I think I might start um, thinking about my ultimate Christmas gravy. And uh, Esther, how do you spend your Boxing Day? Yeah, I suppose I spend most of my year cooking. So I suppose I, this is that is my day off once a year. Um, I don't really do any cooking. I, I eat a lot of, I mean, I do a, like kind of just a table of food basically. Um, and there's only three of us this year, but I will not be cutting down the amount of food that there is. There will still be a whole buffet of food for three people, which I'll be enjoying very much. Um, and yeah, I suppose it's, it's a TV day for us. We just watch TV and uh, veg out and start drinking quite early. Um, and uh, it's actually probably my favourite day of Christmas actually. And that that is where the Christmas sandwich comes in, isn't it? You have all your left leftovers and actually Keith made a, a point about his homemade sourdough which I kind of made me feel like we should go back to later because that that is all about the bread that you have and I, I controversially have quite a different take on my bread on my Christmas sandwich but uh yeah it's it's a relaxing day for me and I would have spent you know a week I mean I'm like Keith I really like to get prepared on my Christmas dinner so I would have spent a week or two you know just kind of doing all those bits and bobs for Christmas day so Boxing Day, I you know yeah just just veg out. Yeah, I but I booked my uh, my supermarket delivery slot a month ago, and um, and because you can edit your order every now and again, something occurs to me and I'll go in and edit the order and top Very it dangerous. up with yeah, with some mince pie, some brandy cream, you know something Probably that occurs to cheese, me at the time. Right? <laughs> Even more. I yeah, know. Some... I think Keith's got far too much cheese to be honest, and I think I actually think his um, title should be changed to cheese editor. <laughs> Definitely. When Keith was saying he ordered two boxes of cheese, I feel like that just sounds like a standard incredibly meal for him. It's amazing I, how quickly we get through them, or I get through them. Yeah. I, also, I didn't realise you're the only person in your family who likes cheese. That just kind of changes everything for me because I imagined you and your family sitting around sharing all these cheeses. Now I have a completely different image in my head of just like Keith sitting at the dinner table with like a napkin tucked in and like ready to tuck into all the cheese. It's true. I mean, I, I do I do all the cooking. So I cook for the uh, for the kids when they get home from school, and then I cook for me and my wife. But I hardly eat anything that I've actually cooked. And so I give the seconds to, to I've got three uh, very hungry teenagers. I give my seconds to those guys. And my wife goes, why haven't you eaten that? You've gone to so much trouble. I go, yeah, but I need some room for my cheese. <laughs> very wise. 
very I wise. find when I make a roast dinner, I sort of taste everything so much or, okay, I say taste, but eat everything along the way. When it actually comes to the roast dinner, I'm not as hungry as I was and it kind of ruins it a bit for me. I feel like I need to cut down on that a bit just so well, my Christmas dinner that, I have Matthew. Matthew's face. Yeah, that's true. To <laughs> be honest, over the year. still be hungry by the time. <laughs> if I did that, I'd never, I'd never eat a full meal. <laughs> over the time that I've worked for good food, I do feel like my ability to eat has, has increased by quite a bit. Mm. So, so I, I, do I know we're talking my... about the Boxing Day sandwich, but I suppose my taste uh, is kind of determined by, you know, by that very thing that everybody knows me for, which is my love of cheese. And uh, last Boxing Day, I made a 10 cheese toasty. On and it oh, was I and it was that. and it was triple decked <laughs> and it was oozing all over the place. It was absolutely spectacular. Mm. I do think. Sorry to completely go off on one on cheese, but I think this is quite important. I do think at Christmas there is a sort of, uh, te- you know, kind of free pass to go a bit mad on cheese and adding it to things. I think that is really that's something I've always done. I was thinking the other day I'm going to make a roast ham and maybe like a blue cheese gratin to go with it and just, you know, go all, go all out. But you also get left with loads of nice trimmings of cheese, I think, that you can exactly. use in lots of different things. Um, but I don't put cheese in my Christmas sandwich. You don't put... Whoa, what's Absolutely wrong with Absolutely not. <laughs> what's his... What, it, a, no. I, I can see some beads. Of, I think you may have a bit of a fever going on there, Esther. What's going on? <laughs> Are you okay? Maybe I, lie down? I, don't, I did think this would be a bone of contention, but I don't put cheese on my Christmas sandwich. I don't think it has a place in a Christmas sandwich. I think it has a place on the cheese board that I then eat directly after the Christmas sandwich. But I think you're drawing away. Cheese is, you know, especially some of the ones that me and you like, Keith are so powerful and delicious and they hold themselves so well on their own that when I put them into my Christmas sandwich, they take away from like that delicious turkey and stuffing and cranberry sauce. And there's already, those things partner together so well. I mean, it is like, everyone loves the Christmas sandwich, don't they? You know, it's known for that, but I don't think it needs a slab of cheddar or anything else in it. Well, I think that's where you've hit uh, the bone of contention is the delicious turkey quote there because we don't have turkey on Christmas Day. Uh, I've I've had it once and I've followed some really, really great recipes, which is about taking the legs off and brining them and then kind of just roasting the crown. And and it's, you know, it kind of made a bland bird very, very tasty. But for me, it's always roast beef on Mm. Christmas Day. And therefore, my perfect Christmas Boxing Day sandwich is the, you know, the leftovers from that roast beef with some Gruyere or some Comte, you know, a, a sort of, a, you know, a nice kind of, you know, Swiss style, Alpine style mm. cheese with some sliced gherkins and pickles, a dollop of mustard. And then you've really, really got the next level Christmas sandwich, which needs cheese. Okay, so because you're having beef, uh, I've changed my mind. Um, <laughs> oh. And I think, <laughs> don't worry, you're off the hook. Um, I think beef, you know, like if I was having a leftover beef sandwich, I'd be getting blue cheese into there because I think that is, I mean, that is a very classic combination. Maybe make some sort of like blue cheese and sprout slaw or something. But but in, with turkey, I, ju- I just don't think it's right. Well, not even say a kind of a, you know, a, a wash rind, kind of quite cabbagey, mushroomy, say brie or a camembert or, you know, some of these great, uh, you know, British artisan cheeses. And it's been an incredibly important year for the British artisan cheese industry, because, you know, when the pandemic struck, 
these guys were left with thousands and thousands of gallons of, of milk, which they had to kind of pour down the drain, or they were left with kind of low shelf life cheeses, which they left on the shelves. So I think you're doing your bit by adding cheese to virtually anything to help oh. these guys survive yeah, in this tough industry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what, Keith. This year, I will make my normal Christmas sandwich and half of it I will put cheese in and half of it I will not. And then I will Instagram it and I will tag you in it. Esther M. Clark, Keith K. Goodfood. Follow us for some action of sandwiches. But yeah, I'm really no, excited to I, see that. <laughs> do you know what, actually? You are right in that cra- stuff like a cranberry sauce and a really mushroomy camembert would go really nicely with the turkey. I just... I have a sort of routine on Boxing Day. I like to have my Christmas sandwich... And then I just like to sit and eat that cheese board and have it as as that. But maybe I mean I will do that. I'll do half the Esther classic and half the cheese added. Well, well, happens. maybe that's another podcast just talking about the ideal cheese board and the charcuterie yes. board and the stuff that you've put together in our kind of like twelve days of Christmas thing in BBC that's Good incredible. Food magazine. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, which is on sale now. Was absolutely is one of the most beautiful photographs I've ever seen. But the assembly, the art, the kind of the different meat platters going on there i mean that's a fabulous way to really kind of like share and show you care yeah i really love that and i think it's something you can do uh for two people or or four people or or six people if you've got more in your family this christmas but um yeah i i I mean that is a way i mean i love to cook i love to do like long-winded recipes at christmas but i also just love to just throw stuff on a plate and just nibble on those like you know those extra luxurious things that we have at christmas like the really good nuts and dried fruits and really good cheese and charcuterie so Mm -hmm. yeah so there's the there's the question nadia that's uh Esther raised before, what kind of bread goes into your sandwich? Yeah, that's what I'm interested in because Esther, you say that it's maybe a little bit controversial what you opt for. Well, you know, I've really gotten into making sourdough this year and I really love it. And I didn't really make it before. I'd made it a couple of times, but I've really, you know, I've become obsessed with it and I I do really love it. But it still isn't, I'm not going to make my Christmas sandwich in it because I think sourdough is such a robust kind of it's got so much going on with it. You know, it's got really strong fermented flavour and things like that. And I just want... I, there are two times I don't eat sourdough. So I'll eat sourdough on so many things. You know, I'll toast it, pile things on top of it. Lovely with cheese, lovely on a cheese board, thinly sliced. Even when it's going a bit stale, it's really good actually on a cheese board. Um, but I don't have it on my bacon with my bacon sandwiches. And I don't have it on my Christmas sandwich because I want just soft white bread and it can be a tiger bread or it can be just a sliced white bread this episode is brought to you by twizzlers long day late night feeling a little bored twizzlers is the ultimate sidekick for any moment of the day no matter what kind of day you're having the perfect level of sweet and a fun excuse to sit back and relax unwind with twizzlers to buy now, visit hersheyland.com slash Twizzlers. Um, I just get mine from, I mean, I'm at my parents at the moment and I'll just get it from the bakery that we always got it from when we were kids. Nothing special. Um, but it just needs to be soft white bread that you just compress. Everything's in there. Um, and I don't want to be chewing on like a crusty, um, crunchy crust on that. I just don't. I want to. I want it to be like a vessel for all these amazing fillings. What do you think, Keith, on that? 
Yeah, well, I'm, I'm kind of with you on it, to be honest, because, uh, you know, it can be a bit gum-shredding, can't it, the, uh, the, the crust of a sourdough? And sometimes I make these sourdoughs and I put them on Instagram and I just think, wow, that's a work of art. And then three days later, I'm thinking, wow, this is hard work. It's, it's actually hard work. And then finding things to do with it, you know, making a, a kind of a panzanella or, or, or you know, drying out for, for, uh, for blitzing some breadcrumbs and coating chicken Kiev or whatever. It just feels a little bit... Um, you know, art for art's sake. Sometimes, sometimes, and and maybe you're right. Can I ask you a question? Because you're 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 missing out the elephant in the room, which is the ultimate Christmas sandwich, which is in the December issue of BBC Good Food magazine, and it's on our website. And it seems to break all the rules which you've just set yourself in this controversial conversation. And <laughs> it's it's a Christmas muffalet muffaletata yes. muffaletta. How do you say it? Oh gosh, don't I don't even know. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you Please brought that up, Keith, because I wanted it. to I wanted to bring it up, but I didn't know how to pronounce it. So well, I was just kind of avoiding it. We have to reinvent the wheel every year. <laughs> you know, it's a tough time trying to figure what to do for Christmas. But I think that is good because you're still getting it's I mean, that is just a loaf of white that cost me a pound, that loaf. I'll tell well, you that for that shoot. So it's a and white, that, round, crusty loaf. And it's just a crusty loaf. It doesn't have the sour flavours of a sourdough. It's not as crunchy. And it is, I really like it because you wrap it up overnight and it compresses. And I love those sandwiches. I always used to have them. I mean, I used to live in Italy and I just love how they compress everything into these sandwiches, delicious layers of cured meats and mortadella and things like that. But I thought I'd do it on the Christmas sandwich this year as an alternative if people want to make that. Um, and one I thing, like it. Sorry, one thing that I found quite interesting, Esther, about that that sandwich was when you sort of look at that picture, it's so striking and it's such a beautiful recipe, but it's almost like I, I can't imagine that that all actually stays together. But then when I saw your, your behind-the-scenes test shot, it looked the exact same. It's not like, you know, editing and this and that, which is like all of our recipes, isn't it? There's not, you know, loads of behind-the-scenes touch-ups. What you see is is what you get, I think. And, can, can I describe <clears throat> this object of beauty? Because it's a it's a, um, it's a through shot, isn't it? It's, it's cut right in half. And then we've got layers of mayonnaise, mustard, cranberry sauce a handful of baby spinach, crispy onions, leftover turkey, uh, cooked pigs in blankets that have been left left over, and leftover cooked stu- stuffing. And it does look truly, truly amazing. But as Nadia says, how the hell do you get it into your mouth? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, you're in the comfort of your own home. You can get a, messy, <laughs> get a big bib on. I mean, I'm, I've always got a tea towel to stuffed into me, you know. I don't, I'm well into that. But, yeah, I... I it is messy. It is messy, but you know, it's Christmas. That's the fun of it, it, though, isn't it? And yeah, you do, with me, it's indulgent always... and a bit naughty, isn't it? So you kind of, yeah. you want to stuff all that those bits in. Esther, that's interesting. Then your your bread, despite your incredible recipe in our December issue, you would still go for the original classic white bread, right? Just yeah. So I pr- I yeah. probably would, and I th- I'm with my my parents as well so we'll we'll go for what we've we've always had at that soft white bread um something in between like the really cheap bleached white bread and baker's bread you know not I am a bit like that though I'm quite a nostalgic eater and I would always never describe myself as a food snob so I'm I would always go for kind of like those those traditions I always had and I wouldn't swap it out for a sourdough because I think I need to but yeah 
So would that be yeah. a bloomer then? Is that the is that the, the the perfect kind of loaf? Yeah, it's like a white tin loaf. Oh, you know, okay. just yeah, like yeah. a soft white tin loaf. Delicious. Um, I still love that bread. My mum used to, when I lived in London, I'm, I'm living here temporarily, but when my, I lived in London, my mum used to bring me this cheap white bread up as a as a treat. <laughs> and I'd just lather it in butter. But, my, um, it, was, it was my yeah. late mum's finest culinary skill was to actually open the, the bread packet and then just put it on the table. That was it. <laughs> Tin of beans. There's something so amazing about just white bread with loads of butter. Just oh, bread and God. butter. I yeah. love it. Did you ever put yeah. sugar on it? Uh, Golden no. syrup and butter I used to do. Oh, you said sugar. Sugar butties, we used to call them when I went to school. <laughs> now everything's posh now, isn't it? It's all mayonnaise. It's not salad cream. It's mayonnaise, you know, and it's Ooh. kind of... There's you know, a place for salad cream. There's, there's room for salad cream. Don't you find it a bit vinegary? I really like it on certain things, though. Like, I really like it with beetroot. Bit weird. Mm-hmm. Well, I could go down my weird food habits. I won't bore you all, but... Would you have sprouts yeah. on a sandwich? Would you have leftover Christmas veg on a sandwich? That's too I far. I'm not... right. So, Keith, I'm probably going to really offend you here, but I really don't like chip butties. So putting, like, a potato or a roasted parsnip in my sandwich is, like, not good for me. I'm not into it. <laughs> this must just be a northern thing. Is it a northern thing? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the veg the next day, it's fine on its own, but I feel like it could take away from the flavour of the sandwich. Yeah. I don't know. How do you also, feel about it, I think it's got it, a bit of a space. You know, I make mine into bubble and squeak and then do like a crispy fried egg. Any shredded leftover ham goes in there, that kind of thing. But, but I mean, what is the definition of a sandwich? It's basically stuffed between two slices of bread, so you can kind of mix it up any way, uh, any way you like. Would you put ketchup in a sandwich? I suppose you would if it was bacon, but you wouldn't with yeah, it bacon, with turkey. Yeah. Fish finger. Oh, fish finger sandwich. Don't get me started very, on very fish finger sandwich. For, onto a fish finger sandwich. But bacon sandwiches, yeah. I have brown sauce and ketchup in my bacon sandwich. Something else I put in my Christmas sandwich, and actually that that's in that in the one in the December issue, the stuffed loaf, is crispy onions, like crispy shallots. And you can buy those really easily in the supermarket. And I suppose when we were growing up, we'd sometimes put like ready salted crisps in. And it adds that, I suppose it's the same thing. It's sort of a bit of a, a notch up, isn't it? And that's what I like to have in mind now are those, those salty kind of crispy shallots. And it adds like this really lovely layer of crunch, which I mm. think is nice. I feel like crisps belong in a sandwich. I always add crisps to my sandwiches. I just feel like that extra texture, the crunch and whatever flavour of the crisp it is. I'm not fussy either. It's not like I just go for sort of salted. I go for anything that I, I have available to me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just think it adds a really nice crunch. And if you've got a lovely soft white Do you guys bread, remember the uh, the sandwich that um, <clears throat> our colleague Miriam made last year? And it was almost based on science and a survey. And it just had so many different... Uh, layers of flavour, but also textures. And I think there was crisp in that sandwich. I can't I can't remember the details of it. Do you remember it, Esther? Yeah. I think that had the crispy shallots in, actually. I think that was that had crispy or crispy onions or something in. So I suppose it's all about balancing those different textures, isn't it? And I think people just naturally end up doing that anyway, don't they? That's why Christmas dinner is so delicious. The same. But when exactly are you eating it? Going. Are you eating it for lunch? Because because for me the, the the Christmas leftover sandwich is is breakfast and it involves loads and loads of cheese and leftover ham and that's it. I'm not going to lie. I have been known Keith and Nadia to have my entire Christmas dinner 
And a few hours later, crack into the turkey again for a Christmas sandwich. I think there's a funny episode of The Vicar of Dibley, isn't there, where she has six Christmas dinners and then has a bite of a Christmas sandwich and it finishes her off. That is me. Um, yeah, I, w- <laughs> I have been known to go straight for the Christmas sandwich that evening. I, think I do I have younger, a question, though. Sorry, I do have a question. Are Christmas sandwiches just limited to Christmas for you? Because obviously they do consist of the leftovers, but do you tend to have them on sort of days or the day after you have just a normal roast or do you only sort of have them at Christmas? If I roast a chicken, I will almost certainly always have a roast chicken sandwich the next day. Um, And actually the same with beef. I think I've tested beef this year a couple of times and done a nice kind of just a very simple horseradish and rocket sandwichy vibe but no not pork I wouldn't do it with pork I know another food writer that always has cold roast lamb sandwiches which I always think sounds quite nice but I've never really done that that's not something I've ever really had but yeah roast chicken certainly I would always I sometimes crisp up the skin in the pan do a little cr- ch- chicken crackling really nice mustard mayo and a well-dressed yeah, kind salad of a, bit, give it a, sort of a bit of a, uh, a grilled ch- uh, chicken Caesar kind of vibe I, I have just found mm. here while we've been... Oh, he's, uh, he's talking... I, I was still listening, honestly. Um, our um, Good Foods <laughs> Best Ever Christmas Sandwich from uh, from last year's issue. And it's got some really fantastic tips on there about the bread, which you said, Esther, has to be white so as not to distract from the filling. Salad, it should have um, some green in there, which would be, like you said, with, uh, with spinach, give it umami layers. Serve with crisps if you have any uh, left over, and some gravy or dripping as well. Loads of different choices of, may- of sauces: mayo, cranberry sauce, bread sauce, pigs in blankets, and stuffing. You've you've already nailed it with the perfect Christmas sandwich uh, without even referring to, uh, to to that piece of science. Fantastic! I think the public should watch out there because I think together we may have created the ultimate Christmas sandwich. I'm going to add cheese. Keith's going for the white bread. I mean, we're yeah, going to break the And I'm the going to internet. put blue cheese on my uh, my roast beef sandwich instead of the uh, the usual Alpine. And I've got so much to choose Ooh. from, as as you as you uh, are aware. <laughs> <laughs> so angry. <laughs> so Esther, you you say that you won't put cheese in your sandwich. Fair enough. One thing though, does that leave room for maybe a second Boxing Day sandwich that's just a big cheese toasty like Keith made last year, or is that too much? I mean, I'm never going to say no to a cheese toastie, but I don't. I just really like to have my cheese at Christmas on a cheese board, and then a few days later, that's when I think, oh, I'm ready to start. You know, it's going a little bit. Maybe those those harder cheeses are, are starting to go a little bit drier, and they'll be better if they're in something. So I am, I am so dangerous around cheese that it got to a point where I had to stop buying it and having it in my house because. I would have maybe like one or two bits at once, but I was getting, it was getting to a point where, you know, it's like cheese board alone in front of the TV is a bit dangerous. So Christmas is the time that I really treat myself. Um, And Keith knows because I ask Keith every year for his cheese recommendations and I order a really nice bunch of cheeses. And I just really like to enjoy them on their own with a good, cracker or you know really good crisp bread or or or, or a bit of sourdough um but yeah I suppose a cheese toasty doesn't really come into Christmas for me so good food audience what will you be making on boxing day will you be going for Keith's 
beef, cheese and all the trimming sandwich or Esther's classic turkey one? Let us know in the comments. I mean, normally I'd say you've both presented very good points, but I feel like what you've done is sort of amalgamated your ideas, come up with some whole new recipes and now all I want to do is just get lots of stuff and make a, a monster sandwich and just have like just have a buffet of turkey, cheese, beef, and whatever else we can we can find. Just experiment and come up with the best. But we're gonna need to um we're gonna need to record a recipe. And I think um I still need to think about it. If if Esther, if you win. Uh, you can record a stuffing recipe because I feel like that's a key part of your sandwich. Um, and Keith, if you win, it's going to have to be a, a sirloin um, beef recipe so people can have that and then have it cold in their sandwich in whatever bread. <laughs> okay, I've given it some thought. You've not made it. You've not made it massively easy. I'm not going to lie. You've not been very clear on your. <laughs> On which on which uh, recipe you think needs to be included, Nadia? What do you think? Do you know what? I am all for beef on on Christmas Day, and that is what my leftover sandwich will consist of. But I feel like Keith has lost points when he sort of took tips from Esther on the bread. He was so set in his sourdough ways until Esther came along just swooped in yeah. and changed his mind you've yeah. got to stick to your guns yeah. <laughs> you've got to stick to your guns in this <laughs> and could can a sandwich be really that good if Esther changes his mind that easily that's a oh. question I mean and I'm debating whether cheese has a place anywhere in a Christmas sandwich that that that's worrying me I mm. love a cheese sandwich cheese sandwiches are brilliant but I, I wouldn't put put it with um with turkey or with beef oh tough do you know what? The suspense I, is killing me. I know. It's like, do you know what? I think I am going to have to go with the tray bake stuffing recipe from Esther. Congratulations. Well, well done, done, Esther. <laughs> and that is it for today's episode. But join us next time where we will be talking about Christmas pudding and alternative desserts for those who aren't Christmas pudding lovers delicious i've got such a sweet tooth um amazing have a very merry christmas merry christmas thank you for listening to have a nice christmas from bbc good food find all the recipes and more information on the podcast at bbcgoodfood.com slash podcasts